0: So not surprisingly, Australians with superannuation balances of more than $3 million perceived as being wealthy are pretty unhappy about paying more tax on their nest eggs earnings from mid 2025 and uh, that's how we'll start this half hour while the sudden change is broadly welcomed as necessary to plug a deepening budget black hole there are complaints that these super goalposts have been moved and what's meant to be a long term investment the ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan has been fielding some of the fallout and Peter joins us now. Uh, Peter thanks for your time what's the big complaint here I mean surely this move is recognised as long overdue Given, and we just heard from um, Amanda Rishworth, the minister, just you know, 10 minutes ago saying there's big pressures
1: on the budget. Well, uh, that's right, Tom, and there's no doubt that the super party is over for some at the top end of town, but even for people with super balances of $3 million or more, yes, the tax rate is up from 15%, but even at 30% from mid-2025, that's still generous, it's just less generous. Uh, there was a cascade of statements and media releases after yesterday's surprise announcement. some about broken promises, class warfare, and confirmation that politicians can't be trusted. But this one from Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand really did catch my eye because of the headline that screamed superannuation policy in Australia is like trying to shoot a moving target flying in circles over shifting goalposts. That would really catch your attention. (laughs) Of course, It is fair to think, well, of course, they would say that when you hear gripes from experts who manage the nest eggs of the perceived wealthy. But Tony Negline from Chartered Accountants says while the sudden move is... Broadly welcome, there are still plenty of uncertainties, including could capital gains tax on the family home or the future of stage three tax cuts uh, be the next target. But he's mainly defensive about Australians who invested in their super in a lawful manner under the rules, only to see the ground shift once again.
2: It's not the change per se. It's the fact that the goalposts are being moved, and successive governments have have done the the moving of the goalposts. So it means there's this constant unsettling process going on in relation to, um, you know, superannuation policy Where people have to say, okay, all right, what exactly do I now need to do?
1: How frustrating and confusing is it, given that people have been told over many years, right since the beginning of superannuation under Paul Keating and Bob Hawke, that superannuation was a a long-term investment? Yet the rules keep being changed.
2: Well, exactly right. So you know, we've had you know the Costello contribution changes in 2006. We've had the transfer balance cap rules and total super balance brought in by the Turnbull government. And now we've had this latest change. So, on and on, you know, these sort of big, big changes get made.
1: But surely those people who might have balances of over $3 million would have the capacity to pay for that financial advice or get other types of advice so they can find mechanisms where they they might pay only 15%, maybe even less?
2: I think it's reasonable to assume that most of them will, will have the, one, as you say, the capacity to pay, but also they will have the motivation to want to, to go get that, that advice where they can. And thankfully, this latest change at the moment won't take place until you know, the, after the next election, so they'll have a chance to sit down and consider it in reasonable time frame. But many of these, many of these people in this cohort, although wealthy, they got into this position, if I can put it like that, largely by following the rules that had been in place beforehand. Superannuation is meant to be a long-term investment.
1: And does this open the door to other tax changes, such as rolling back the stage three tax cuts or tinkering with capital gains tax?
2: I guess we'll find out in time. But I guess, is this the first item and then there's going to be a suite of others? I don't know. I guess um, there'll be questions that, you know, everyone will be keen to put to the government and get an answer from as soon as they can.
1: There has been a bit of vilification about people who might have had $3 million or more, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars in in their super balances. But the reality is, though, that they were acting lawfully within the rules.
2: Well that's exactly right Peter. So there were rules in place probably from around about the late 80s until Costello made his changes in 20 in 2006 when you could put unlimited amounts of after tax money into superannuation. You know 1 million, 2 million, 100 million, you know whatever the number is, that was the legally allowed rule. Most of them now are retired and most of them are you know getting older and older as the years go by. So it is a, is a cohort that over time is actually going to get smaller and smaller.
0: So that's Tony Negline, superannuation leader from Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand, speaking with Peter Ryan, who's with me in the studio. Peter, super aside, big morning actually for economic news, uh, updates on GDP and inflation. What can we expect?
1: Well, Tom, uh, I guess uh, anyone with uh, superannuation will be watching how the economy is going to be travelling over the next few months because that goes directly to their super. Economists are looking at uh, growth of uh, in GDP for the final quarter of last year. To come in at just under 1%, that's making 2.8% over the year. That's down from the prior reading, but it's still evidence that the economy is expanding and remains strong despite those headwinds from higher interest rates and inflation. But the Reserve Bank expects economic growth to Slow to uh, 1.5% by the end of the year, and some economists think GDP might crunch to just 1%. We'll also be seeing the monthly inflation reading from the ABS for January expecting annual inflation to remain stubborn at 7.8%. We saw that uh, retail sales out yesterday surprisingly bounced back in January up uh, 1.9%, which shows that people are still spending. The economy remains strong. Mm. And really, that can only mean one thing. The Reserve Bank remains on track to deliver another interest rate rise when the RBA board meets next Tuesday. Okay, Peter,
0: thank you very much for joining us. It's the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan.